It's time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Today is Wednesday, August 24th. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? And more importantly, where are you? (laughs) Uh, I'm in Boise, Boise, Idaho, on a site visit with Integra Resources. So, long hotel room and hotel coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's get started because there's a lot of news out today. After an uneventful overnight trading session in gold and silver, both metals shot up when the COMEX opened after semi apocalyptic economic reports triggered a torrid rally across all financial assets, paper, gold, and silver being financial assets. Gold spiked up over $24 per ounce from $17.44 to $17.68, and silver soared from $18.65 per ounce to as high as $19.15. The news that new home sales in July tanked nearly 13% from June and nearly 30% year over year reignited the hope that the Fed would go back to zero interest rates and more money printing. The dollar fell nearly half of a percent on the day. Gold faded a bit to settle at $17.60 and silver settled at $18.99. The mining stocks took their cue from the action in the metals. The GDX closed up 1.7%, but many silver producing stocks were up 4-5%. to The Mining Stock Journal said that the Hulbert Gold Newsletter Sentiment Index took a deep dive on Monday to negative 20.3%, which indicates that, on a net basis, 20.3% of the newsletters that make recommendations on the precious metals sector are short. This is typically a reliable contrarian directional indicator, but not with respect to timing. The Mining Stock Journal said that it is confident that a big rally in the sector is coming, but probably not until the Labor, after Labor Day weekend. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Arizona Sonoran Copper. Arizona Sonoran is an early-stage copper developer and explorer of the Cactus Mine and its satellite project Parks Salier, both situated on a 4-kilometer mine trend on private land in Arizona's Porphyry Copper District. Opportunity for significant growth and scale exists along the mine trend, while future CapEx requirements outlined in the Cactus PEA benefit from significant on-site and nearby access to infrastructure. The company is led by an executive management team and board, which have a long-standing track record of successful project delivery in North America. And for more information, please visit ArizonaSonoran.com. Here's what you need to know this morning. Kenland Minerals announced the commencement of exploration activities in addition to the 2022 exploration budget at the Tanacross project in Alaska under earn an agreement with Antofagasta. The 2022 field program includes geophysical, geological, and geochemical surveys, a 42-line kilometer induced polarization, and magnetotellurics survey will be carried out over the East Torres McCord Creek West Torres Complex along with detailed mapping and soil sampling. The complex hosts numerous mineralized intrusions and alteration systems variably enriched in copper, gold, and molybdenum. The budget for the program, along with certain fixed costs in 2023, amounts to $2 million U.S., with activities planned to carry on through August and September. 
Kennerland Minerals trades on the TSXV under KLD and on the OTCQX with NWRCF. Filo Mining announced results from two dual holes at its Filo del Sol project in San Juan in Argentina. It said holes 61 and 63 successfully extended the strike length of the Aurora zone by 180 meters to a total of 1.6 kilometers, and it remains open to expansion. Highlights included 701.2 meters, grading 1.13% copper equivalent in hole 61, including 406 meters, grading 1.36% copper equivalent. The hole ended in mineralization at a depth of 1,093 meters. Hole 63 intersected 844.2 meters, grading 0.53% copper equivalent from a depth of 16 meters. The Aurora zone is interpreted to be continuous between these two holes, with large undrilled gaps remaining. Filo said drilling was interrupted by an unusually harsh winter with large snowstorms and strong winds occurring through several storms. The weather though has now improved and drilling is currently underway with six diamond rigs on site and six holes in progress. The company will add two new state-of-the-art diamond rigs in September to drill even deeper as it plans to drill about 40,000 metres over the next 12 months. Filo Mining trades on the TSX under FIL and on the OTCQX under FLMMF. Snowline Gold's highly anticipated drill results are out, and I tell you what, they're pretty good. They announced assay results for this 2022 drilling program at the Valley Zone at its Rogue Project in Yukon, with highlights of 282.9 meters, grading 2.3 grams per ton gold, in the top of drill hole 7, including 146 meters, grading 3.24 grams per ton gold. Assays from the bottom of the hole are pending. The company said that a 154-meter step-out to test the width of the system and a 350-meter step-out along the length of the system encountered grades and intervals greater than those of its discovery holes last season. Snowline Gold trades on the CSE under SGD and on the OTCQB under SNWGF. Maritime Resources announced feasibility study results for the Hammerdown Gold project in the Bay Verde mining district of Newfoundland and Labrador in Canada. The study supports a technically straightforward brownfields, open pit mine and gold processing operation, benefiting from low capital investment and rapid payback. The feasibility details an open pit mine with runner mine operations with an ore sorting plant producing a mill field grade of 6.76 grams per tonne to provide 700 tonnes per day to the Nugget Pond Mill facility which exists, producing some 50,000 ounces a year at an all-in sustaining cost of 912 US dollars per ounce for about five years following a $75 million Canadian initial capital investment. The project would yield an after-tax net present value of $102.8 million Canadian at a 5% discount rate and an internal rate of return of 48.1% based on a $1,750 US dollar per ounce gold price with a 1.7 year payback. Maritime contemplates groundbreaking in the first quarter of next year with a 12-month construction period leading to first gold production in the first quarter of 2024, dependent upon the completion of final permitting, the receipt of approval for rehabilitation and closure and development plans, as well as financing. Maritime Resources trades on the TSXV under MAE. Labrador Gold announced assays from six samples containing visible gold collected during prospecting in the gold, Golden Glove area of Kingsway Project in Newfoundland, as part of the efforts to generate and upgrade targets for drilling along that 20, excuse me, 12 kilometer strike length of the Appleton Fault Zone covered by its property. 
The samples were taken from quartz veins believed to be splays off the original golden glove vein, with assays ranging from 7.5 grams per ton to 479 grams per ton. Quite the spread. The company said the discovery is more veins containing high-grade gold at surface is encouraging as it gives additional information on the structural context of the mineralization at Golden Glove and will allow more efficient drill targeting. Labrador Gold trades on the TSXV under LAB and on the OTCQX with NKOSF. Cornish Metals reported the remaining assay results from the Phase 1 drill program at United Downs in the UK, including results on the Mount Willington and United Mines targets within the project, which is 8 kilometres east of South Crofty. All four of the holes intersected multiple mineralised zones. Highlighted intercepts included 4.25 metres, grading 5.51% zinc in hole 1, and 2.42 metres, grading 3.7% tin and 9.09% zinc from in hole 2. The tin intersects confirm a potential transition from copper to tin at depth, similar to the mineralisation transition seen at the South Crofty Mine. The copper and tin intersections between United Mines have now been observed over a strike length of about 1.4 kilometres and the zone is open along strike and to depth. Cornish Metals trades on the TSX under CUSN. We were saddened to hear about the passing of Endeavor Silver's uh, founder, actually, Brad Cook, recently. Uh, Endeavor Silver said a memorial service will be held in Vancouver for, for Mr. Cook, who recently passed. The event will be live streamed with details to be found on the company's website. So you can find that at Endeavor Silver's site. That concludes today's morning briefing. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Till later, I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Have a great day, everybody. Be well.